Good morning, everyone. You're listening to the World Teacher Program for Share International New Zealand on Planet FM 104.6. Each Friday morning, we bring you information from the teachers of the ageless wisdom. The purpose of our program is to introduce Maitreya, the world teacher for the age of Aquarius. Maitreya does not come alone. He brings with him the Masters of Wisdom, a group of highly evolved teachers who work in many fields and teach us the art of living, how to work in right relationship with each other. With their inspiration, we can transform our civilization, creating justice and peace and use the technological advances available to us. Approximately every two and a half thousand years, a new teacher brings a body of teaching to humanity that is suited to our needs at that particular time. Usually this takes place at the end of an age. Right now, as the age of Pisces declines and our solar system aligns with the constellation Aquarius, new energies are beginning to make themselves felt. As these Aquarian energies of sharing and justice stream into our planet, the need for change can be seen more clearly. A period of chaos ensues as the old order lessens its grip on humanity and the impulse of sharing, justice and peace inspires us to move forward in evolution as a united group. Good morning everyone. Welcome again to the Maitreya program on Friday morning. Um, Today we're looking at the aspects of Maitreya's teachings as presented in the book by Benjamin Krem and which was published in 2005, titled Maitreya's Teachings, The Laws of Life. Now, the Share International website describes the book as a unique and diverse collection of insights for the coming age, which offers answers about the meaning and purpose of life, including who we truly are, how to find joy in everyday existence, and what we can all do to create lasting peace. The book also addresses global problems, political, social and environmental, and forecasts a number of future events demonstrating how the law of cause and effect works out on a world scale. It is the most contemporary phase of the teachings given by the head of the spiritual hierarchy, um, Maitreya, that is, uh, and the late... Benjamin Krem introduces his book. We do not have even fragments of the teachings of former world teachers given prior to certain knowledge of their existence. We do not have the teachings of a Christ or a Buddha or a Krishna except as seen through the eyes of later followers. For the first time we are given the flavor of the thoughts and insights of a being of immeasurable stature to enable us to understand the path of evolution stretching ahead of us which he has come to outline for us. The impression left in the mind by the teacher is that the breadth and depth of his knowledge and awareness have no limits, that he is tolerant and wise beyond conception and of amazing humility. Few could read from these pages without being changed. To some, the extraordinary insights into world events will be of major interest, while to others, the laying bare of the secrets of self-realization, the simple description of experienced truth will be a revelation. 
to anyone seeking to understand the laws of life. These subtle and pregnant insights will take them quickly to the core of life itself and provide them with a simple path stretching to the mountain top. The essential unity of all life is underscored in a clear and meaningful way. Never, it would appear, have the laws by which we live seem so natural and so unconstraining. Now, this book, uh, with the most up-to-date teachings given by Maitreya, has profound yet simple insights with straightforward non-doctrinal answers to some of life's most searching questions, addressing world problems as well as those questions concerning the inner life. The forecasts of world events demonstrate the law of cause and effect working out and linking man's actions with the consequences which unfold on a world scale. Maitreya's unique position as head of the spiritual hierarchy, his ages-long experience on the evolutionary path, enable him to present his teachings in the most simple and direct terms, free from dogma and jargon, and freeing the reader to breathe themselves. Above all, Maitreya teaches the art of self-realization. Three practices, simple yet needing discipline to achieve, are at the core of his teaching on self-realization. They are honesty of mind, sincerity of spirit, and detachment. He says, anyone at any stage can learn the art of self-realization and find he will enjoy life. Life is to be enjoyed with detachment. And here are some quotes from the book. Everyone is being affected by the new energy pouring into the world. Those who believed in political, religious and philosophical systems have become disillusioned because they have failed to bring peace, prosperity and happiness. You can only solve the problems of the world with a sense of realism that is not clouded by ideology or market forces. The third world debt will be written off. There is no possibility of doing anything else. There is no way in which this debt can be recovered. It is not through an increased burden on taxpayers and creditor nations that the solution will be found to this dilemma. Instead, money which has hitherto been spent on defence will be found to meet this situation. Defence will no longer be the first priority as tensions begin to decrease around the world. People are openly asking politicians for justification of defence spending. Similarly, no one can ignore environmental issues now. The environment will become number one issue throughout the world. It's hard to believe defence spending will go down right now, isn't it? It is, Although um, I believe that there are less skirmishes throughout the world now than in any time in history. So That's excellent to hear. There is a link between the inner and the outer environment. The moment you become aware of yourself, the environment within your mind, spirit and body is under your control. Then this development spreads to the family and then outwards nationwide. There is no difference between a family, a nation and a country. It is the art of communication between parents and children which creates a pattern of peacefulness, gracefulness and harmony. It creates all those values of life which contribute to the evolution of people. Where communication exists, awareness becomes the constitution of that family. Awareness is not ideology. Likewise, if you want peaceful coexistence on planet Earth, do not bring in ideologies. Through better communication, 
big power blocks of opposition will dissolve. Maitreya asks of governments everywhere, why make such a plethora of rules and regulations? This is how people become ill and demoralised. Any government whose lifeblood is ideology will not succeed in bringing about peaceful coexistence. Politicians will no longer be able to control the people through the rule of parliament without adequate representation of the people's will. The will of the people will prevail. The technology of light is the technology that will meet all our energy needs in the 21st century. It will need no huge budgets to maintain because it will be devised and controlled by intellectuals who do not look for billions of pounds of profits to satisfy them. Once built, the technology will last for 2,500 years until the next cycle of evolution. Environment and energy will be the top priorities of the new era. Last will be defence because there will be nothing to defend. As the technology of light evolves, we shall soon see the benefits. It will remove the possibility of any country threatening another as the security of the planet can be maintained from space. We shall find less and less need for hospitals as the technology will make it possible for patients to be treated in local clinics. The planet will become very vibrant with plenty of food for all and a clear atmosphere. Living conditions will improve for everyone and people will experience a meaning in life. Crime will begin to recede and people will be able to enjoy life. They will find that it is not just all work, work, work. That um, technology of light you were talking about Mm. where it said once built it will last for 2,500 years until the next cycle of evolution, that would be the next age, wouldn't it? I guess so. The age of Capricorn. Yes, it has to be, I think. So after the end of the age of Aquarius. Yes, yes. Right. Very interesting. In many countries there is strife because representatives of different faiths disagree. This creates crisis in the educational systems. You're not here to take or reject faiths. Maitreya says to every mother and father, look in your garden, admire the beautiful flowers... The garden is beautiful only when there is diversity. In creation, there are seven colours. If one colour is missing, there is no light. You are here to experience all seven different colours. Thus, your knowledge and wisdom will be increased. If you do not understand Christianity, how can you criticise Islam, Hinduism, Buddhism, Judaism or other religions? Parents are right from one angle. Young children depend on them for guidance, but later, schools are in many ways responsible for their welfare. Here, one should not impose religions or ideologies. It is only when a person can use his or her freedom that he or she can choose their direction. Until then, you should not close your eyes to the other colours in life. Do not make decisions about the other six colours. Teachers cannot control classrooms because the leaders themselves are unable to understand what life is about. They are only good at unleashing market forces and turning individuals into robots for work in factories. Awareness will be respected in the home and in the school as sacred. A God-given gift. Awareness is the mother of creation. Awareness can never be divided nor imposed. Textbooks cannot describe it because there is no beginning nor end to it. Awareness can only be experienced. 
Awareness is a seed in all creation and in every individual. If you allow the child to have his natural growth, you will allow his awareness to grow. The child will enjoy normal life and will not be dogmatic. In awareness, you do not possess children, yet they come closer to you. Even now, children as young as nine or ten are raising funds to feed the hungry. Imagine what they will be like when they are tomorrow's citizens. Children can do it. Politicians cannot do it. The heart is never tarnished or touched. It is the seat of the soul. It is the mind that leads us astray. Peace, bliss, happiness and grace are the qualities of the heart. By tuning into the feelings of the heart, Maitreya teaches, you are able to experience your natural innocence, that innocence you had as a child. Do not visualize the heart, for that is only the mind seeking to find the source of light with a torch. Maitreya teaches that everyone needs their inner space where there is no direction, no one telling you where to go and what to do. No one can lead you. You are born to be aware of yourself, to know the master in yourself. Your inner space is sacred. It is where all things, all problems dissolve. It is where you go when you tell others you are tired and frightened and feared up when you want to be left alone to find your own space. According to Maitreya, you have been given that space so that the confusion and chaos around you will dissolve. You must never surrender that space to anyone except your true self. Meditation is really a journey back to that space to find peace and happiness. The task of the master is to awaken the self within. When you, in turn, know yourself, you can awaken others. To awaken another, however, does not mean to cast your shadow over him. When the self awakens, development follows naturally. The person fulfills his own destiny and enjoys the blessings of the Lord. The pace of development of each person can thus be respected. Let the pagan believe in the stone, because without the Lord there is no stone. Correct relationship between the self and mind, spirit and body is what matters. Maitreya says, remain open-hearted, enjoy life. When you enjoy life, you are sitting on the beach looking at the vast ocean. At that moment, you experience serenity, tranquility and detachment within. You do not think of your bank account. Nobody lectures you. The gift of life flowers within you. Experience this and you will realise you are a unique person, unique in this creation. The newspapers have become very quiet about the AIDS epidemic and we are seeing fewer headlines. No one seems to be aware of the true story that is emerging. Many patients are healing themselves. Many AIDS sufferers have been joining Buddhist and other centers and learning self-awareness through meditation. In this way, they have learned how to discipline the mind, spirit and body and to tap into the powers of the self to heal themselves. Eventually, this kind of self-discipline will help the unemployed and those who have fallen into crime and drug abuse. Chaos, corruption and crime will recede in society as people gain happiness and peace through learning to control their lives through self-awareness. True spiritual healers allow the Lord to work through them but remain detached from both cause and effect. This is why it is important to remain detached from both success and failure. Some individuals are healed, some are not. If you do not claim anything for yourself, then pride cannot flourish 
and all is directed according to spiritual law. You do not heal. The Lord heals. The self knows this. Practice with detachment and leave the consequence, the effect, to the Lord. Maitreya says, One of the easiest ways to know me is to be honest in your mind, sincere in your spirit. Feed your body with right food and practice detachment. This will create harmony. When you experience the self within and you come to know you are an immortal entity, completely separate from mind, spirit and body, you learn to use these temples of the Lord creatively with awareness. Processes of healing then automatically follow. But people have asked, how do we begin? How do we practice sincerity? Consider an expression which is often used, such as having a heart-to-heart talk with someone. What does this mean? It means you will express yourself as you really are. You will communicate from the center, your center, the self. Practice this. It will transform you and those around you. Be what you are, he tells us. Do not follow one another. If you practice honesty of mind, sincerity of spirit and detachment, you will know yourself, you will know me, you will know the Lord. If you follow others instead of being yourself, you lose your sparkle and cannot reflect the light of the individuality. Without that light, there is no progress in life. To follow another means to copy, imitate or identify with another, forgetting your real self. As an example, consider popular entertainment stars. Many fans try to dress and behave like them, but this does not lead to happiness or fulfillment. And that concludes the quotes taken from the book, Maitreya's Teachings, The Laws of Life. Now we've got some questions here, which appeared in Share International magazine in November 1992. And Mr. Krem's answers throw some light on the concept of detachment. So the question is, I would like to ask about detachment because I find it very difficult to comprehend the state of consciousness where apparently the emotions do not play on the personality. And Mr. Krem's answer, Maitreya says there are three things which you need to practice to come to know the self. Honesty of mind, sincerity of what he calls spirit, and detachment. Detachment is detaching yourself from identifying with yourself as a body, a mind, or spirit. It is not saying to yourself, I mustn't feel emotions. Many people suppress their emotions, but to suppress your emotions is just as bad as indulging in them. What you have to learn is to look at your emotions and not indulge them, but not suppress them either. Not repress them, but simply look at them, not identify with them, And if you do not identify with them, you are detached from them. It is like creating a space between you and your emotions. Most people immediately identify with their emotion, whatever it is. They have done so all their lives, and so they take it for granted. They feel every negative emotion, and they think it is their right to experience them. In fact, some people think it is their duty, and I suspect many psychologists tell their patients it is their duty to emote. The point is, you have to be detached, not by detaching from life, but to be very aware, to look very seriously at what is happening, but not to identify with it. This is difficult because it needs a degree of detachment to do it. You have to be there before you can get there, but it takes just a little space to create a bigger space. 
and we'll knock it off there. Um, thank you very much for listening, everybody. Love and light till next week.